Oh, what's going on, everybody? It's Rockman 3K3, and I'm back again for Thursday's episode of The Nerd Plate. The Nerd Plate! Ah! Guys, it's just me again. Of course, Leroy is out recuperating. Shout out to Leroy. Catch him. I miss you, buddy. Can't wait to record with you again. But I hope you're feeling better. I hope you're back up to speed. Uh, guys, got a very exciting thing or topic for you today. Now, I'm sure a lot of you know, or if a lot of you know me personally, and, and if you've just been listening to the show, um, anybody will tell you that Rockman 3K3 uh, does not like sports games. But in light of the recent tragedy that took the lives of a few victims uh, and Kobe Bryant, I want to celebrate sports since not only was Kobe Bryant a basketball player and one of the greatest NBA players of all time, of course, with a lot of accolades under his belt, but a lot of people that were on the helicopter were also huge sports enthusiasts, fans, athletes themselves. And so to honor them, I'm going to go through and talk about the games that I actually did like that were all sports games. Now, Two funny things about this. One, the fact that I'm doing this is hilarious, and I'm sure uh, Leroy Ketchum is somewhere kicking himself for not being able to be on the show. Talk about this with me, because, yeah, I, he he would just be astonished. And then two, the list is actually pretty long. I thought, like, oh, I'll just know, like, a few sports games. Ha, ha, ha. But then I started making lists. I was like, damn, this is pretty long. That's... Okay, didn't expect it to be this long. So, uh, without further ado, let's jump into old ye list that is so long. Um, this is uh, not not a super sports episode. I'm not going to be spouting out like, you know, figures or rebounds, assists, like the score stuff, the technical stuff. This is just, I played it. This is my memory attached to it. So, uh, if you were expecting that kind of show where it was like, hey, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you now. I'm not a sports person. Not even going to pretend to. Uh, I never do. I just make fun of stuff. So, yeah, this is not this type of show. This is more like, hey, my experience with it was cool. Here's my memory of it. So anyway, we're going to jump into it. Here it is. Rockman 3K3 does sports games. So let's start off with the list. This long ass list. So. I think one of my most memorable and first time I was really like into uh, sports games was probably a little old series and you guys may or may not remember it, uh, but it was called NBA Jam. Uh, it was most notable for such fun things as he's heating up and, <laughs> you know, like he's on fire. And, of course, boom, shakalaka laka, which was fantastic. Uh, so, <laughs> I fell in love with that game. Uh, very easy controls. Uh, easy to get into. Hard to master, of course. And then what was also really cool about the game was you also got a chance to play as celebrities. You can put in cheat codes to get hidden players, uh, hidden mascots. Uh, as well as, like, like real actors, guys. I'm not playing, like, celebrities. Like, Will Smith was in it. DJ Jazzy Jeff. Uh, just some of everybody, guys. It was just, it was insane. Um, and so, it was one of those things where I instantly fell in love with it. 
Of course, what I really, really fell in love with it was, uh, oh man, good old uh, NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Um, now, in the arcades, it was a little bit different. Like, in the arcades, it was like NBA Jam, and then it had some other NBA, I think it was like NBA Jam Extreme or something like that. It had that name. But on Super Nintendo, they made two really cool uh, versions. NBA Jam, of course, which came out on Super Nintendo and Genesis. But then NBA Jam Tournament Edition only came out on Super Nintendo. And it was fuego. And we're talking about hot. Because uh, it had all the cool athletes. It had the latest rosters update on there. It had all the cool celebrities. You can play as Bill Clinton. Uh, it was just, it was great. Uh, so we loved it. We played it hours on end. The whole family used to play it. Um, it was just, it was great. I was in love with it. So that was really fun. I enjoyed those two. It was a great series. It's still kind of going on today, even though EA uh, fucked it up by bringing it back out and it wasn't as good. And they were like, ah, well, that's by the wayside. So you'll probably never see it again. But uh, yeah, it had a lot of promise to it. So it was a lot of fun. You can find your copy of NBA Jam or NBA Jam Tournament Edition, which spawned plenty of replicas and copies. And I'm going to get to that later on the list. Uh, definitely find it and play it. It is a lot of fun. Uh, another one that was really cool, going back to the Nintendo series, this was also this was on Nintendo, I think Genesis, and Tower Graphics, but it was called Ultimate Basketball. Really cool, guys, because not only did you have to, like, learn how to pass, shoot the ball, and shoot from a certain distance, but, like, if you went to the hole, every time you went to the basket, they showed, like, a cinematic, which was really cool for its time. Way ahead of its time, just really, really awesome dope game so i've really enjoyed that um really cool the only thing about it is of course it wasn't like licensed by the nba so it was just something to where they just made a basketball game and they had their own teams really cool um excuse me not the first time nintendo's done that they will do that a lot uh but it was it was great stuff i loved it so there's that ultimate basketball check it out it was fun the next one uh, probably needs no introduction. Goes down to infamy. One of the best football games around. Still talked about to this day. People still pop it in and play it. But Tecmo Bowl for the Nintendo. Now, this was really crazy. Because back in the day, guys, uh, we, we never expected anything to be this good. Also want to say for all my real fans of Tecmo Bowl, um, <laughs> Bo Jackson was OP, and you guys know it. <laughs> um, but it was really cool because it was another one. Uh, and this was done by Tecmo. That's right. Tecmo actually used to do sports games. Uh, Tecmo Bowl was huge back in the day. And um, they actually, it was another one to where, you know, you have to really learn the plays. And, of course, when Bo Jackson got the ball, he was unstoppable. But also, when you made a good long pass, it also did a cinematic, which, again, was very rare in its heyday and its time, and people loved it. So it was a great football game. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. Definitely dominated the early 90s. Uh, and there was really no other game, uh, excuse me, other Tecmo Bowl. But eventually came this game, Madden 96. Now I remember playing the Madden game on, I think I played it on Super Nintendo. Uh, anyway, Madden 96 was really cool. 
uh, it was the first kind of like real step into. I think they had actual John Madden football, but I think they called it something else. But anyway, it was dope. Uh, it was our first time seeing like improved graphics on the Super Nintendo um, and, and seeing the licensed football game they finally got out. Uh, before this, they had Super Football, uh, which was by Nintendo. And, I mean, it did okay. It just, again, didn't have the licensed team. So, Nintendo felt, you know, okay, cool. If we can get somebody that has the American teams on it, we'll be in business. And, of course, that's when Madden came out. So, there's that. Um, I can't stand when Google misreads you and think you're talking to it. Anyway, uh, sorry about that. Next thing is Super Tecmo Bowl. Now, remember I said in the earlier Nintendo days, Tecmo Bowl was king of uh, football games? This is true. But hoping to capture that magic again, Tecmo said, you know what? Let's make another one on Super Nintendo, and let's see if we can do the same thing. And I'll be damned if they didn't. Uh, really great game. I enjoyed this one as well. Uh, the notoriety wasn't... As, as big as the first one on Nintendo, uh, just because a lot of people, at that time, video games was like a one-off toy to where like, oh, you're too old to play video games. So a lot of people left it alone, but it still had a new generation that embraced it. Uh, I still had fun with it because I remember the old Tecmo Bowl and some fans of the original Tecmo Bowl still enjoyed this one as well. Um, but it's still a great game overall. Again, just better graphics. The cinematics came back really, really tight. So I enjoyed that. Uh, the next game, of course, needs no introduction. It's also another great sports game, but it is Nintendo's Punch-Out. Now, the entire series, honestly, truly, Punch-Out hasn't made a bad game in the series. Even the Wii one was really good and very addictive. Um, but I love all of them. I, I, matter of fact, I... well. I digitally own all of them now. I, I just don't have a copy, a physical copy of the first two Punch-Outs, which was Punch-Out on Nintendo and Super Punch-Out on Super Nintendo. So I definitely need to get cracking on finding uh, physical copies on those because Punch-Out was really great. Of course, if you don't know what Punch-Out is, uh, beautiful, great game mechanic. You played as Lil Mac, of course. You know him in Smash Bros. But he goes through touring the uh, the different boxing uh, weights and the different boxing challenges, and you work your way up to, of course, Mike Tyson, which originally it was called Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Most of you know the story of it. If you don't know the story of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, uh, basically when he was the heavyweight at the time, uh, everybody loved him, America and Japan, and... America got with Nintendo, or they got with their Nintendo side and talked with their Japan side and created Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Uh, unfortunately, there's a big asterisk by that. So, um, sorry. Uh, so basically, what happened was, uh, unfortunately, after his hit stardom and he really excelled. Uh, Mike Tyson ran into a lot of problems and he was very young, uh, but he caught a, uh, a charge, which we, we don't, we still don't really know the full story of that. But anyway, um, Danny had to go to prison for that case. So 
<sighs> that was uh that was tough because then Nintendo said well, we don't want our uh, game associated with domestic violence. So what they did in mid production is they stopped producing Nintendo cartridges with Mike Tyson on it, and so they took him out and they actually put in another uh, made I think made up boxer called Mr. Dream, and so then it became Mr. Dream's Punch Out or just Punch Out basically. From there they moved on to uh, Super Punch Out. Which again, much like on the Super Nintendo, uh, there were so many games out in the Super Nintendo. This was the sequel to Punch Out. And people still loved it. It's just again, it didn't garner as much uh, notoriety. Not because it wasn't a good game. It was still a great game. It's just the first Punch Out had Mike Tyson to it. And even when Mike Tyson caught charges, people were still gunning to look for the Mike Tyson Punch Out Nintendo cartridges because they were becoming that rare. And so even to this day, people still want to try to find. The Mike Tyson punch out cartridges. Um, just a classy boxing game. Same thing. Like, the only thing is different in Super Punch Out was now instead of Little Mac being on the screen, he's little, he was about the same size now, but instead of like seeing him like little size on like a little mat, you were actually behind him. So it was behind, it was like a second person view. And uh, it was really tight. I enjoyed it. Um, it's again it's it's not as big as its predecessor but it was really good and then punch out for the wii of course was just them reintroducing punch out on the wii so people know who little mac is when they put him in smash brothers just really cool so i enjoyed that series really great the next one on the list guys nfl 2k for the dreamcast guys let me tell you before this game came out we were all forced to basically play Madden. Now, there are other games, which I'm going to get to, and they're on the list. So I'm not going to spoil that for you. But when NFL 2K came out, guys, it was the most realistic football game that was out. Dream a boast the Dreamcast graphics that were killing the PS2 graphics. And, I mean, it was beautiful. Uh, I played it nonstop. I had, like, two or three successful uh, Dallas Cowboy seasons. I mean, just phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Great game. Of course, the Dreamcast is an awesome system anyway, but I mean, just... I really loved NFL 2K. It was dope. Probably one of the last serious football games I played until something else, and that's in the list too. Next one, though, uh, going from NFL 2K to, of course, you guessed it, NBA 2K. Love that game as well. Uh, the NBA 2K series was, I mean, beautiful. The crossover was great. It brought over a lot of the, the same mechanics that NFL also tackled. Like, a great season. Uh, the, the actual ticker that would show games going on that was simulated that actually happened in the background while you're playing your games or your season with your team. That Yeah, it just showed you everything that was happening. Injuries how the other teams played in the league. Just great stuff, guys. Loved it. Uh, I was all about it. It, it, was, it was a great series as well. And both of those, NFL 2K and NBA 2K, had some of the most realistic graphics uh, of its time. And that's not a lie. Um, you know, even when people, like, I'd had relatives come in and just like, oh, I didn't know a game was on. It's like, it's not. This is the Dreamcast. And they're like, wait, what? Oh man, you gotta teach me how to play. You know, so it was, it was really dope. I loved it. Uh, really, really great. Had a lot of fun with it. 
This next one, Ken Griffey Jr.'s Baseball. That was a lot of fun. Now, the first one came out, I think he actually had two, I think, on Super Nintendo. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, this was a very fun, kind of arcade baseball game to get into, but still a lot of fun. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it, getting the home runs, uh, doing the home run derby. It was just very neat. I thought uh, they did a really great job. Uh, this is when like Nintendo was just hitting stuff out of the park because not only did they do that, but in the N64 days, which transitioned to the next one, is Kobe Bryant's courtside. R.I.P. Kobe Bryant. Kobe actually did have a video game. That's right. Uh, back in the heyday, it was cool for like actual players to have their own games. Um, before he had did his only, you know, of course, Ken Griffey Jr., uh, Bo Jackson, who really kind of uh, really advertised Tecmo Bowl, and of course, Michael Jordan with the whole Bulls versus the Celtics and a few other Michael Jordan games. Um, did a, I mean, it, before him, there was no basketball player to really get their own games. They're just kind of pushing their own like agenda for like a national NBA brand. Well, Kobe Bryant had made Kobe Bryant, or Kobe Bryant had worked with Nintendo to make Kobe Bryant's courtside, which was a lot of fun. Uh, great game. I want to say they made two of them. I'm not entirely sure about that, but it was a wonderful game. Uh, played it for a little bit. Of course, I was more into other stuff, and I wasn't a big sports fan, but I thought it was pretty cool that he had one. Uh, and it was fun. It's a lot of fun. If you find it, uh, it's in stores. It shouldn't be that much in stores. It's, it's a lot of fun. If you enjoy basketball games and you want to honor Kobe Bryant, uh, check it out. It's, it's a lot of fun. The next one after that is 1080. Now, this one is also on the N64, and this was near and dear to my heart. It was a great snowboarding game. At the time, man, like, Nintendo really... So, at the time, Nintendo and Sega got shunned a lot because they were pure Japanese companies. And so, at the time, EA was trying to just, like, ride the coattails of whoever they thought was going to win the gaming war. And so what they what EA would call themselves doing is, well, if we don't feel like it's going to sell on your system, we're not going to put our games out, which has totally changed today because now they're a bunch of whores just trying to, uh, you know, and forgive me for shaming whores. Uh, it, it gives whores a bad name. That's how bad EA is whoring themselves to everyone now. <laughs> Burn. Anyway, um, before that time, EA was like, well, if, if you're not the leading tech, uh, we're not going to put games out on your consoles. So they were trying to just do, I think at the time, they were trying to just do like PlayStation and like PC. And so they were like, we're not really going to deal. We might put Madden on N64, but that's about it. And we're not dealing with Sega's Dreamcast at all. And so Nintendo Sega was like, that's fun. We'll make our own set of like games and sports games because I think we can do it. And so EA was like, ha, good luck, that's all we do. And, I mean, I'll be damned if Nintendo and Sega, especially Sega, didn't do a great job of making their own sports games. But back to 1080. Uh, 1080 was really cool because it was a snowboarding game, and you got a chance to create, not create, I'm sorry, you got a chance to pick your characters. Um, and it was dope. It wasn't, like, all tricks like SSX was, which, oh, that's, uh, I need to put that on here. Uh, <laughs> but it, it had 
it had a lot of personality and style. I liked it. Um, I played a lot of it. I want to say... I don't know if I have that one. I don't think I do. I would have to check and see if I have that. But uh, that was another one that was really dope. I had a lot of fun with and played for a lot of hours. So leading from that one, 1080 to what's next on the list. Oh, look at that. 1080 Avalanche. Now, this is the sequel to 1080. So Nintendo, because they're like, well, we kind of... Because they had a lot of great reception to... 1080 on their N64. And this is funny, guys, because this is coming at a time where, like, all of a sudden, uh, extreme sports, like, were, like, king. Like, no lot. Like, they even had a video game for wakeboarding. Yes, wakeboarding. And uh, they also had, you know, a video game for uh, razors, because at the time, extreme razors was blowing up. Yeah, I'm not making that up. It was simply called Razor. And I think that was on PlayStation 1? I think uh, I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, crazy stuff, guys. Um, I love 1080 Avalanche because 1080 Avalanche uh, actually made um, like they put your character in situations where you have to, you know, outrace an avalanche, uh, which was really cool. Or you had to like scale this difficult mountain perfectly. You had to twist and turns. Like, it was great. Like, I loved it. Uh, I still have that on GameCube. I remember that one because I even got the soundtrack to go along with it, which had it had a really dope soundtrack uh, by this, this crazy uh, indie band. I don't even know if they're still around. But look up the song Choke. Uh, just type in, when you go look, up, look it up on YouTube, type in Choke 1080 Avalanche, and you should see the music come up they even have a video for it really really awesome but again nintendo struck gold with that um it wasn't like a super like triple a baby but people it still had like a cult following uh and it was really cool i enjoyed it i liked it uh i really hope they bring that back because i'm a huge fan of 1080 like i would you if you're listening to this now someone whoever works at nintendo i would totally buy 1080 on the switch please make that happen i miss that game it was a lot of fun. Please. <laughs> so, we're going to go on to the next one. Now, we're not done with Nintendo yet. Uh, WCW versus the NWO series. That includes WCW versus NWO Revenge and WCW versus NWO World Tour, which World Tour came out first and then Revenge came out. Now, this these kind of have a story to them. Um, so, originally... THQ, like, was putting out terrible WCW games because they couldn't find the right engine, so they didn't know what to do. So, in Japan, they have this series called Fire Pro Wrestling, um, which is also a great series of wrestling, but that was, like, straight Japan wrestlers. And so, THQ saw that, and they are like, huh, that's funny. They're like, you know, we should try that system with American wrestlers, and let's see how it turns out. And thank God they took that risk because, guys, it paid off. In fact, to this day, some diehard or ex-diehard wrestling fans or people even like me who just enjoyed the games still say that game, which was released back in the, I think, I want to say 1999 and 98, we still say that's the best game 
they've ever created in terms of wrestling games. Because uh, it was just brilliant. They used what they called the ACA system from the ACA Corporation, uh, which was a Japanese company. And I think now they've changed their name to Ukes, or I think Ukes was the parent company. And they, Ukes used to do the WWE that's going on now before the whole snafu and fiasco that's going on with WWE's contract agreement and 2K Games. But, uh, guys, it was, man, when I tell you it was magical, it was magical. And don't come in there with four players. Oh, my God. You are going to be in there playing forever and, like, doing all kinds of tag team wrestling. Oh, it was so beautiful. I loved it. Um, and it just, it like, the fact that the N64 can handle that many sprites at one time and, and just, oh, so beautiful. Especially when they got to NWO Revenge, where it was just like, you got the managers, they come out and do stuff, and you can mess with them, and you can unlock players. Oh, it's so dope. And then, like, in... Because World Tour and Revenge had the wrestling matches, and you had to, like... So, if you went and you wanted to get new people uh, to have the title, you had to, like, go up against your old characters. Uh, it was great, guys. I loved it. And they had the different sets, like, Sold Out, No Way Out, um, yeah, just all of them. Like, it was, it was great. Nitro set... The uh the Thunder set, it was just so dope. So I, I love those game series. And we're not gonna stop there because going again. So as WCW and WWE or now W well, it was WWF but now WWE, as they continued on, um at the time it was WWF, but WWF actually stole THQ away from WCW. They're like, well, you know what? Come do games for us, you know, because that and that came along the lines when I think right when Vince McMahon won or bought out um, WCW, because at the time, WCW games were being made by THQ and the WWE slash WWE or WWF slash WWE games were created by Acclaim. Well, Acclaim was going out of business thanks to the whole Mary Kate and Ashley, uh, Olsen Twins fiasco slash making terrible games in their name, and they got really pissed at Acclaim and sued the hell up. So Acclaim lost the rights to the WWE games, or lost the, the ability to make those games, and they went out of business completely. So with nowhere else to go, who else but good old THQ came in, they sat down, they saw it, and they said, hey, you know what? We want you to make one for WWE. You know, that's the future. And they're like, okay. So basically, swap around the wrestlers. You got the same great gameplay, but now you got the WWE superstars. And you got The Rock. You got Stone Cold. You got everybody on there. And now you can actually create your own character. Uh, they started with WWE, no Mer oh, I'm sorry, WrestleMania, I think 2001. And then they went on to do No Mercy. And it was just great. Uh, just God bless. They killed it. Uh, same great mechanics. All that. And they used the ACA system. THQ was just king. You know. Um, before it, it went through what it went through. But it was king of the sports entertainment world. Wrestling. And that's that's where you went. If you wanted your game to pop. 
THQ had to do it. And those were great. I remember spending hours on it and playing with my friends and family with all those games, all four of those wrestling games. And I have... I know I, I got the WCWs, but I don't have any of the the WWE games. I need to go get those. But, uh, guys, just, it's great. If you get a chance to play any, either one of those, WrestleMania 2001 or, or No Mercy, play it. You owe it to yourself to play that because you just had so much fun. Now, this next one, uh, or these next two, are kind of like old school for old school gamers. And only a few people like myself and a few other people are going to get this. But in the arcades, WWE WrestleMania was the shit. It was great, guys. We're talking about fucking, I want to say it was like eight-player console like or eight-player um, arcade battle. So you can do the big Royal Rumble if you wanted to. And then they also had the 404 match, uh, the, the 2v2. Like It was just great. It was... Crazy stuff. Um, I missed that arcade game because that used to attract a lot of people. And it was so much fun. Uh, granted, did not translate well to the uh, Nintendo uh, system. Now, Super Nintendo was fun, but the Nintendo system, not so well. Uh, but the arcade machine was definitely where it was at. And that was definitely a fun night with you and your friends. A lot of quarters, a lot of tokens, and it was just fun. I remember playing that. Of course, I get like Hulk Hogan or Macho Man or uh, Undertaker, and it was just great. I loved it. Um, I had a ball with it. And then when I was uh, younger and it finally came out with Super Nintendo, I used to rent it, play it at home. It was really good. I never bought it, but I rented it on Super Nintendo, and I had a lot of fun with it. Um, oh, now this next one. Now, Myself, Cole Jackson, he remembers this game, and I think that's it in our group. But a few people remember this, and this game is so hard to find for no apparent reason. They won't put it back out on any of the Capcom classics, and I've been looking for it. I've been waiting for it to come to digital, but they still it still won't budge. If I can, if this ever pops up on Steam. Buying it day one on site. Guys, it's called, in the same wrestling vein, sticking with wrestling, Saturday Night Slam Masters. Guys, great stuff. Oh, my God. Some of the high-flying techniques and everything you do in this game. It was so much fun. Played this one for hours on end. Um, it was also in the arcades briefly. You, It was very hard to find an arcade machine of this. Uh, but it was great. This is back when Capcom was putting out like 50 million cap like arcade machines. But like this is one of the rare ones that would only show up in like laundry mats or like special events or like just weird places that have like one or two arcade machines. And it was dope. I loved it. Uh, I loved the Super Nintendo version of it. I should have bought it because I thought, oh, psh. It'll be fun. Like, I'm sure this will be around. You cannot find it today. So if I ever go to Second and Charles and find it, you best believe Rockman 3K3 is fucking buying that shit day one on site. Uh, as soon as I can find it. But guys, it's, it's great. It even has... So Hagar is in it from Final Fight. And it has another dude from this other fighting game that he shows up on. But anyway, it's great. 
I definitely recommend it if you can find it. Again, it's called Saturday Night Slam Masters, and it's great. Capcom, if you're listening, please make an update version of this. Even if it's just, just, I mean, you don't even have to remake it. Just make updated graphics and sell it. We will buy it day one. All right, I love this shit. Please do it. I'm sure Cole Jackson feels the same way. Shout out to Cole Jackson. Next one is Rap Jam. Now, I'm sure you have sat there before and said, you know, it'd be cool. You know, like, like you know how, like, anime video games kind of go together? Hip-hop and basketball go together the same way. Um, and a lot of people talked about that before. You know, it'd be cool if we just had, like, a cool hip-hop video game. That was about basketball. They actually had that. Unfortunately, it just, nobody knew about it. It was not promoted well. Only diehard fans like myself knew about it. That was big into the video game scene. But we saw it in, like, the little video game magazines. Uh, and it was called Rap Jam. Rap Jam consisted of Onyx, which had, I think, all the members of Onyx. Um, and if you don't know who Onyx is, uh, Red Star, um, Sticky Fingers, I forgot the other dude, but it also had Queen Latifah in it. And, like, uh, I think Naughty by Nature was in it. If not, I know for a fact. Yeah, no, Naughty by Nature was in it. And a few other people. But anyway, I can't remember all the rappers. But it was great. It came to Super Nintendo, Genesis, and I want to say either Sega CD or um, Sega Saturn. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I don't... I think it was just Super Nintendo and Genesis, but it was great, guys. That was... Man, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot like NBA Jam. The controls weren't as clean and fluid as NBA Jam were, but it was a lot of fun. Um, definitely enjoyed it for what it was. Unfortunately, it didn't do too well because, again, it was just so niche that or so niche that like people didn't even know it was around. In fact, some of you are listening to this. You're just like, oh, my God, they had a rap jam? Yes, they had a rap basketball game that was dope. Uh, unfortunately, you missed that wave, but it was really cool. And speaking of another basketball game that people probably didn't know about, but it came out, Barkley's Shut Up and Jam. That's right. Charles Barkley had his own just random street basketball game, and it was funny. It was good. Uh, again, was not a bad game, uh, not as fluid as NBA Jam was. NBA Jam was still king, but uh, it, it had just funny stuff, and you had – Charles Barkley, like little sound bites in it. Like if you let the ball sit there too long, he'd be like, "Go get the damn ball," you know. And I, I want to say, if I, I almost, I think it was on Sega CD or PlayStation, but it had uh, FMVs, which is full motion video, which is a big deal to us back then, because uh, that was about as close as we were gonna get to seeing a cinematic, and that was a big deal because that was like a movie. An interactive movie to, to and and Hollywood thought it was gonna blow up. It's crazy, and they were just like, "Oh, we're gonna make all this money." It didn't, but you get it. Um, but anyway, it was dope because you had that little intro with Charles Barkley and his supposed friends. It was hilarious. Uh, but yes, Barkley had his own uh, video game as well. Oh, I guess that was before Kobe. Okay, yeah. So he had his own video game. It was pretty hilarious. Uh, go check it out if you can find it. Again, another one that is very hard to find. So, yeah. Um, now, speaking of NBA Jam, because I mentioned that quite a few times, 
So there were clones, and now I'm going to get into those. NBA Showtime. Now, if you don't know what NBA Showtime is, essentially, like, so I almost want to say, I want to say Showtime was from Acclaim. Let me see, because it, it was very close. But back then, basically, Acclaim was killing the basketball scene. Because NBA Jam was, to me, was their, like, claim to fame. That was, like, the one thing they just did so well. And it was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, that was dope. Okay, this is Midway. This is Midway. And it was called uh, NBA Showtime, uh, NBA on NBC. And it was a lot of fun. Um, I played a lot of it on the Super Nintendo. In fact, I still... See. Might be hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, double checking to make sure I got the right. Yeah, Showtime was it. And then there's also um Hang Tom. That was another one. Which I do have that one as well. On, okay, that's the one on Super Nintendo. The other one, um Showtime was very similar to what okay sorry um anyway back to what I was saying uh NBA Jam uh okay now I'm back um so like I was saying yeah no sorry I, I had to check on that um so, yeah, actually, Showtime and Hangtime was by the same developer, Midway. Midway wanted to get in on the scene because Acclaim was killing it with NBA Jam. And so they had made something very close to it. Uh, and it was great because NBA Showtime and NBA Hangtime had the uh, basically the blessing of NBC to use their anchor people. And it was just, it was great because not only did they have uh crazy stuff like great alley oops and double dunks but it also had character creation um and it had like crazy music that was really cool so it was like just killing it um just killing the game and i love that one as well i even think yep i still yep still have that one i got nba hang time I really wish I could get NBA Jam Tournament Edition again. Cause that that was my shit. I love that one. But this was that series, Hang Tom and Show Tom. Both of these are very close to NBA Jam, and they were almost verbatim clones. Cause Midway wanted to really copy that success, uh, and they also used the NBA. Uh, I'm sorry, not NBA, but the NBC uh, anchor people to kind of announce and do all kinds of crazy stuff. It was dope. I loved it. Um, and then getting into the final clone that's more, some of you may recognize this more so than the other titles I've mentioned, but uh, NBA Street series, period. NBA Street was very important for a lot of reasons. One, it was the first, like, straight up, hip, awesome, cool, tricked out basketball game since NBA Jam. And I even said that when it came out, like, oh man, this ain't nothing NBA Jam, like, cool. Uh, but on top of that, it was the first game to really official first basketball game in a while. Aside from NBA 2001, 
to have Michael Jordan in the game as a playable character. Now, there's a reason why I hadn't said anything about any of his games on my list. One, the Michael Jordan games with Michael Jordan on it, eh, they were okay. They weren't crazy. You know, they weren't, like, terrible. They weren't, like, super good or anything. They were just okay. Now, you're probably wondering why I've never said anything about Michael Jordan being in the NBA games before this one. Well, it's a good story. Uh, Michael Jordan was so popping back then and so expensive that a lot of, like, EA tried so many times to get him, but they couldn't afford him. And he was the most valuable player in the league. No, real talk. Even when the Bulls were blowing up in the, the 90s, in, in, like, video games like NBA Live and, like, uh, a few other stuff I'm about to name in this, they could not get Michael Jordan because he, he wanted too much money. And they're like, we don't have that. That was back during the time where gaming was not making as much money as it is now. But fast forward to now. NBA Live 2001 came out. Jordan has agreed to be a character in that, but you had to unlock him. And in the other NBA Lives and NBA Shootouts, you were able to, like, create Jordan by putting in a custom character. And if you set stats correctly to a certain way... Jordan would kind of appear, but they didn't use his name. They didn't use his model. You just had his number and you had his stats, basically. Well, NBA Street 1 was really symbolic because, again, Michael Jordan was playable. And not only was he playable, but in the quest mode or, like, the campaign mode, you started out with him. And what it was is that you used teams, like a custom team, to take out all these other teams. And as you defeated these big names, now they can just be on your team. So it was really cool. It was a very cool, interesting concept. I loved them all the way up to three where they went back to get the legends because one started off, it was just modern NBA dudes, but like they were just playing street ball with you. And two was a little bit of an improvement, whatever. But then three was like, let's get some of the legends from the 80s. Because two started to get some of the legends from like the 80s, like, uh, I, I don't know any basketball players' names from that period, but they started to get a few of them. And then three was just like, let's put in the legends and put in more tricks and things. And even on the GameCube, of course, and me and Leroy have talked about that, uh, they had a special version where you can get Mario and Luigi and Princess Peach on the same team to go in. It was crazy. So I was in love with that. Great series. I also wish this would come back. I'm sure it won't because EA is too chicken shit right now to do anything right. Uh, So, yeah, kudos to them for fucking up a good series. But they had three good volumes. If you can find them, uh, definitely get a hold of them because they're great. You'll enjoy it. Uh, The next one, getting out of NBA for a little bit, uh, was the Wave Race series. Now, I loved Brave Racing. Uh, and it was great. It started on N64. Again, another Nintendo exclusive. And they have Wave Racer, I think Wave Runner on GameCube, which was tight. Love both of those. Great game. Do some tricks racing around. It's really tight. I loved it. Um, next one is my all-time favorite. I used to play this in the arcade and even play this at home when I finally got the Dreamcast. And then I bought it again on the Wii. And it's called Sega Bass Fishing. You might laugh at me because, yes, fishing is technically a sport. But, guys, 
play, go play Sega Bass Fishing. Matter of fact, go find the arcade machine and play that. So much fun. It will leave you speechless, wanting to do more fishing. It was great and very soothing, very relaxing. Definitely something to get into. Um, very arcadey, yet very simple. Very fun. I loved it. Sega did a great job. Again, Sega was killing the sport and arcade scene at the time when Dreamcast came out. And they were just nailing it. So, yo, shout out to them. Um, going back to the streets, guys. NFL Street. Now, that was another great one that I loved. Uh, again, EA is too chicken shit to put this back out again. But NFL Street was dope. Same principle as NBA Street, just with football, and you're playing on concrete, doing all kinds of crazy tricks, tackles. It's nice. I loved it. Uh, I've missed that series as well. If that would come back, that was dope. Contender. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a little old game called Contender, but I loved it. Came out on PlayStation a while a while back. PlayStation 1. It was a boxing game. I loved it. I played it to my heart's content. Created my character. Oh, it was so good. Um, definitely pick it up if you can find it. Great boxing game. Um, this one took a different perspective. I think your characters were like kind of side by side kind of thing. Or it, it was weird. But anyway... It was a, I loved it. I thought it was dope and it's something we need to go back to. Yeah, they were. They were side by side because that's where the next thing got a lot of its ideas from, which was Knockout Kings. Now, this is an EA game. Oh, train's coming. Hold on, train pass. Okay, now the train's passed. Um, yeah, Knockout Kings was really cool, guys, because in the beginning, it was EA's first kind of real soiree in the boxing. Because EA was starting to, you know, like, okay, we want to get out. We want to do more sports. We want to be basically known as that sports company. And so at the time, Knockout Kings, I think a few of them came out on PlayStation 1. And where they really took off is like PlayStation 2. Uh, which, great games. Again, all about boxing, getting to your classes, things like that. They did a pretty good job. In fact, it even evolved into Fight Night. Which, Fight Night continued that legacy of Knockout Kings. Uh, same great kind of... It was a lot of great gameplay. Very awesome. Um, EA did a bang-up job uh, keeping that franchise alive up until they ruined it. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a great series. As both Knockout Kings and then Fight Night. Really cool. Going to the next one now. This is kind of a throwing you for a loop. Wayne Gretzky's Hockey 3D. Now, for those of you who don't remember this one, this is definitely from my era that played the N64 way too much. Wayne Gretzky's Hockey 3D was the shit. I love the fuck out of the game. I'm talking about great hockey playing, and just when you got into a fight, oh, the fights were dope. And you won the fight. Oh, God, it was, it was great. Uh, loved it. I would love to see this come back. I really would, because, I mean... It killed the game of hockey. It really introduced me to a lot of the hockey rules. And uh, I love it. It was dope. And I was a big fan of Wayne Gretzky because Wayne Gretzky was like the homie back then. He was the man uh, in terms of hockey. He was like the only person I really knew of in hockey that was cool. And so, yeah, really, really awesome. I enjoyed that. FIFA Street, going back to the Street Series. Yes, EA had brains before they just stopped using them. But... They would make good games. And FIFA Street and FIFA Street 2 were a part of that. 
great setup. Same thing. Uh, you just played soccer. You did little soccer tricks. Wasn't as tricked out as the other two, but it was still a lot of fun. People enjoyed it. Um, and so it was great. Speaking of soccer, Super Mario Strikers. Some of you might be laughing, but again, like I tell you, Nintendo can make good sports games. Super Mario Strikers is a great example of that. I love that game for the GameCube and even the one on the Wii. It's just super dope. Uh, great, charged up, crazy, out of control stuff. Every character has their own signature moves. Uh, it was it was great. I loved it. Uh, to this day, I still need to challenge Leroy in that. And Leroy, we got we got square up on that on GameCube. See what's going on. See what's popping. Um, but yeah, if you have not played that yet, go find it. It's another one that's kind of rare. It's it's kind of hard to find. Not like terribly, terribly hard to find. But it is one of those, if you see it, definitely buy it. It'll probably be like 20 or 30 something. It's worth every penny. Trust me on that one. Going back into the Mario uh, universe, Super Mario Baseball. Now, this is another one that was really good, but it's super tough. They started on the GameCube, um, and Nintendo decided to just keep doing it. Now, I, yeah, we just, yeah, we got one on the Switch. Uh, so, yeah, it's still going. It's another great one that's just a lot of fun, but very challenging. Um, got my ass handed to me by my former manager a long time ago at GameStop. Like, he wasn't even a Nintendo fan. He just whooped my ass. It was crazy because he loved baseball. But it's a lot of fun. Definitely something for the kids. Definitely something for you. Uh, even if you never really played or got into baseball, Mario always makes sports fun. So uh, it's great. The only time it's not fun is when someone is whooping your ass. It's crazy. Uh, but I, d I highly recommend that one because I had a lot of fun with it. And uh, to this day, I think about Super Mario Baseball. Uh, and it's Super Sluggers. Woo. Anyway, uh, <laughs> going into the next one, uh, changing up a little bit, Gran Turismo series. Uh, well, most of it, not all of it. Uh, before they got to four, Gran Turismo was probably one of the best uh, sport racers out there, and of course, gotta gotta put in Forza because Forza's actually the king now. Like you don't really hear about uh, Gran Turismo anymore. I mean, Sony's talking about bringing it back, but I mean, do they even still have it? But it was really great racing uh, around the tracks, customizing your cars, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And again, they kind of passed that torch on to Forza because now Forza Motorsport. It started off like the underdog, but now it's taking over and it's. Probably one of the last official racing games left, aside from Grid and a few others that I have on the list, um, which I'll go ahead and say Grid now, because Grid was also a good one. Very challenging in terms of the licensing, but really, really awesome. So I enjoyed that. So Gran Turismo and Grid, those were pretty dope. Check those out as well. That's something for the racers out there. Uh, going back to the old school here on Nintendo, TNC Surf and Turf. That was really dope. I love that game. I think I finally bought it. So I think I found it at uh, Second and Charles. But I remember being a little kid playing the shit out of that game. My cousins had it. I loved it because you, you went skateboarding and you also did surfing. It, it was just a lot of fun. Very challenging, but a lot of fun. And speaking of a challenging skating game on the Nintendo, regular Nintendo that is, Skater Die. That's right, Skater Die Heads. I didn't forget about y'all. That was our shit back then. That game was hard as shit, 
But oh my goodness, it was a lot of fun when you understood what you were doing. Great game. Uh, it's great to experience it. I won't say that all of you will like it because the learning curve on it is extremely steep, but it was fun. But the skating game that did uh, redeem itself and redeem skating, because at the time there were no good skating games, is, of course, the legendary Tony Hawk Pro Skater when they were good. Now, after uh, Underground 2, like Team Hawk versus Team Bam, that's when the series started deteriorating. And then the Project 8, Project 8 wasn't bad. Project 8 was actually pretty good, but... Oh, when he started doing Rod, that's when it was just like, okay, this is the end of it. Now, the reason why I say when they were good is, unfortunately, Tony Hawk Pro Skater kind of went through a lot of changes and not necessarily good ones, Um, especially when it came to input. Like, Neversoft did an amazing job on the majority of them. But I think when they when they were trying to get more into it, like when Tony Hawk was trying to do more and teach people how to really ride skateboarding or skateboards, sorry, like by doing the kick, uh, what do they call it? Like a kickboard as a controller. It just didn't work out well because the problem was is that him being a pro skater, he probably pulled the tricks off no problem, even if the controller was terrible. But they should have tested it more with gamers because it was a bad guy. We still talk about Rod and Shred to this day, and it it's just not good. I don't care what anybody says. And he tried. Um, and, and Project 8, Project 8 was good, but the the beef he, he got from it was Project 8 was supposed to be like, oh, yeah, when you load up the game, you just, that's it. There's no loading. And it almost did it, but here's the problem. It was on 360 and PS3 so and, and PS2, so there was going to be loading. Um, the ideas were there for it. It's just the systems couldn't handle it, but they did the whole like, render-as-you-go kind of thing, and that's where like the loading screens kind of killed everybody, even though Tony Hawk and a lot of people said, yeah, there's going to be no loading times, but there are loading times. Anyway, the cool parts about the Tony Hawk Pro Skaters is that you play Spider-Man, Wolverine, uh... <laughs> The officer that used to chase you and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, so speaking of skateboarding, let's go into the other side of the game. Now, EA saw how much money Tony Hawk was making. And then when Tony Hawk kind of dropped the ball, they're like, oh, here's Skate. And Skate came out of nowhere. Skate is really great. In fact, Skate is so good. People are still begging for, what are we up to, Skate 3 or 4 now, guys? Uh, but if you remember Skate from the 360 days... Uh, it, it was it, it took off and it was so good because it was back to that realism and tricks that people loved about pro skater for pro skater got silly and ridiculous and I mean it just took off running uh, really really awesome great game as well definitely gotta go pick that up if you see any of those play them I think most of the skates are backwards compatible on uh, the Xbox One and then, uh, I guess PS, I don't think PS4 has any of them that you can download, but yeah, still good series. Check it out. Going back to soccer and this will shock you, but this is a real game. Mega Man Soccer was actually really good. It was on Super Nintendo. In fact, uh, I don't know if you can find it on the new collections, but on 
my old collection, when, you know, they gave us all the games off, splitting them in two, the Mega Man Anniversary Collection actually has it. You just have to unlock it. Um, really fun. You play it against all your old bosses. They can be on the team. Uh, Rush is in it. Of course, Mega Man's in it, and a few other people. It's a lot of fun. I definitely recommend it. Uh, the Mario Kart series, of course, guys, you already know when it comes to racing. Uh, Mario Kart Double Dash. Uh, Mario Kart 7 that's out. Uh, that came out. Mario Kart 8. Um, a lot of fun. Especially, like, 7 was crazy, which was the Mario Kart on the Wii. Because, like, anybody could play. Like, they made the controls adjustable to where, like, your mom could beat you if she just sat down and played it. And so it was, it was a true, truly neutralized, like, fair, like, you were just going off the wheel of the game. And uh, it was it was great because it put everybody on an even playing field. And uh, it was very enjoyable. I loved it. Uh, I still love them. Of course, I need to buy number eight on Switch because I had on Wii U. But I need to go ahead and get it on the Switch so I can play it with my friends. Good stuff. Next one is California Games. Now, I don't know if you remember this one. This was done by Milton Bradley on the Nintendo system. Uh, the sad part is, is I remember that from memory, not even looking at, like, all this comes from memories, guys, like, I'm not even looking at, like, a little, like, sheet or anything, the only thing I had to reference was the NBA hang time and the THQ midway thing, because I, they were so close together and so alike, I couldn't remember their information straight, so I had to look that up, but all the rest of the stuff is from memory, I actually played all these games, I know, I'm impressed too that I played this many sports games in my life. Crazy stuff. But California Games was cool because it was based off um, the the California type. I don't know. It, it was weird. It's, it's something, some special event. But anyway, like you did like hacky sack, uh, roller skating, snowboarding, and a few other games. Um, I used to love the hacky sack. And I think Frisbee was in it too. But anyway, it was great. I loved it. Kind of a challenging game, but uh, not as challenging as this one. Track and Field. Oh, my God. Konami's Track and Field, guys, was dope. Um, probably one of the best Olympic-type games they've ever put out. Um, it's been very hard for anybody to top that. I mean, even the likes of Mario vs. Sonic at the Olympic Games by Nintendo is very tough to beat track and fields because track and field just had all the good stuff like fencing uh kendos uh diving uh just all kinds of crazy stuff and of course track and field which you can get out you can either use the controller or you can use the the pad crazy stuff guys but it was a lot of fun i loved it uh highly recommend that as well and i think they have updated versions of it now for like pc and the consoles, maybe. I'm not sure. But I know, I think Steam has a thing. Don't call me on that. Uh, if not, try to find an old Nintendo and play it. It's a workout for your thumbs. Like, be careful not to break your thumbs because it, it will definitely make you. Uh, the next one is ESPN NFL 2K. Now, yes, this is exactly what you think. It is NFL 2K series. But what happened was, eventually, Sega and Visual Concepts um, not so much like, well, yeah, so they, they cut, they cut ties. They, they went their separate ways. Cause what happened was when 
um, Dreamcast went out of business. Like when Sega's like, okay, we're done. We're out of the system game. Well, they're like, we can still make money in the software game. So they, of course, put Sonic. They sold that off to Nintendo, basically. But he showed up on other systems. But a lot of the exclusive stuff only showed up on Nintendo consoles. And their sports games went to all systems. And so what happened was they still had a company called Visual Concepts. Well, this is what would happen to Visual Concepts. They were cool with Sega, but they saw that like they could make their own sports games. They can make them better. And they could be like standalone sports. And so Sega, with their permission, because Sega was like, oh, yeah, we're not really doing much on the sports anyway. Yeah, y'all can break off. They broke off and they made Visual Concepts, a.k.a. 2K. And so from that point on, because the 2K games had made them, they were just known as 2K Games. 2K Games, which is a subsidiary company of Take-Two Interactive, started pumping out games immediately. Um, the cool thing is, is that games caught traction. So their last Sega game was NFL 2K3. And that was, it was 2003, and that was the last thing. And so after that, they went to ESPN. Like, and that was all the 2K4s. Unfortunately, I think the ESPNs only went to, like, 2K7 or 2K8. And then their agreement was done because they... There's a whole thing, and I'm getting... Oh, actually, yeah, I can say it now. So, ESPN NFL 2K, of course. Brilliant. I love the VIP mode. Uh, It was great. You, You went up against celebrities and their management teams. Just awesome. The problem was, eventually, Madden, because they couldn't keep up with competition, said, uh, okay, well, fuck this. People buy our game because of the name. If we can just get the NFL to just sign their exclusive rights to us, we're not stopping anybody from making a football game. They just can't use the NFL license. And so that's what EA did, like the little bit of bitches they are. Uh, they, they did that, and that sucks because... Now that reduced the 2K games to only putting out football games that couldn't have licensed uh, football players in it. Like, they did one. They tried. Yeah, that's right. It, it only went to 2K7. Because what they did in 2K8 was they did all pro football 2K8, which was basically they just used retired football players and then just normal Joes or just, like, made-up football people. Uh, but unfortunately, it, it was a great game just couldn't make it without that NFL franchise. People just were like, oh, I can't play with the real characters on real teams? Uh, yeah, I don't want to play this. And so it sucked because it was a great game. But, you know, that's how EA got away with things. And that's how we got shitty Maddens and NCAAs that didn't change for the next couple of years. So there's that. Uh, speaking of that, another thing people didn't know is the 2K series also did college basketball and college football. They also did college baseball as well, but they called it ESPN College whatever. Uh, ESPN College basketball was dope. It borrowed a lot from 2K uh, or the NBA 2K series, which is also on the list, ESPN, NBA 2K. Uh, same story with them. Uh, great basketball mechanics, just awesome. So there's a mystery with the college basketball. Now, this is what, so this is what NBA, not NBA, I'm sorry. This is what 2K Games did to get retaliation on EA for Madden. So they're like, okay, y'all did that with football? Bet. 
NBA 2K is better anyway. So around that time, around the the, the 2008 era, they went and signed an exclusive. They're like, we didn't know you can do that. They went and signed an exclusive deal with the NBA, or not? I'm sorry, they didn't sign an exclusive deal. Let me back up. They said, okay, you guys want to play this game, but they just kept making better and better 2K games. And they would always sweet talk all the athletes into coming over to their games. And it just consistently just start killing NBA Live more and more and more. NBA Live stopped being good uh, basically after NBA Live, I want to say 2009 or 2010. It just went downhill and they couldn't compete. Especially when 2K dropped the bomb on them and said, hey, guess what? We're doing 2K11. Guess who's doing the cover of that one? Who? Michael Jordan. And they did a whole Michael Jordan thing. It was crazy. So ESPN NBA 2K is what you guys know as NBA 2K now. Because they, they killed the game. They pretty much, they didn't have to go get uh, a, a whole, like, exclusive deal. They just killed it with good games. And NBA Live couldn't keep up. So that's why you don't see NBA Live anymore. And you see NBA 2K everywhere. Is because, you know, they're like, all right, we're determined to put you guys out of that. Just completely. Just visual concepts like, got you. You're done. But great stuff. Um, next series, going back into soccer that I played and love, was winning 11 uh, soccer game. Or now it's called the Pro Evolution Series. Now, this is kind of a, it's weird. This is done by Konami. And when it was on PlayStation and in the lower consoles, it was called Winning Eleven. A lot of people didn't know about it. I knew about it because my cousin was a huge soccer fan, and he found out about it through work where he used to work at GameStop. So I used to play with him. It was pretty fun. I kept up with the series. He did too. Uh, Pro Evolution. I mean, it was cool, but I didn't. I was like, eh. And it, for a while, it was better than FIFA. But then FIFA, when they started changing up their mechanics, making it easier on people it gained a better traction and kind of blew past it. So, unfortunately, Winning Eleven Soccer um, and Pro Evolution Series are basically the same thing, uh, but it kind of got left in the dust. It's still around today, and you still get it for crazy amounts of money, but FIFA is pretty much dominating now, sadly. So, there's that. Uh, The next one is going back into the Mario world with Mario Tennis. That series is beautiful. I love Mario Tennis. Uh, I think they should keep making it. Um, and they have because they got Mario Tennis Aces that's out right now on the Switch. Great stuff. Great game. Very addictive. Uh, I've been playing that since the N64 version. The GameCube one was tight. The Game Boy Color one was dope because you actually can go on like a tennis RPG adventure where you make your own tennis player it was just, it was beautiful. I played the shit out of that. I still have that somewhere around the house. Um, a lot of fun. Definitely enjoyed that one. The Need for Speed Underground series was definitely where it's at. Uh, I also love that series. Uh, fun street racer. Very dope. Very stylish cars. Great soundtrack to it. Loved it. It had all the hits of the early 90s, or the late 90s, early 2000s. Dope. These three most wanted was probably the apex of the series, and sadly, probably where it started to go wrong. Uh, the game was so good, 
uh, street racing was at an all-time high in terms of popularity. Unfortunately, EA either felt the pressure from car manufacturers or they felt the pressure from someone else. But Need for Speed Most Wanted would be kind of the last good street racer. Carbon was okay. Carbon wasn't bad. It just, Carbon came right off of Most Wanted. And that was, you know, the drift phase. So people were like, oh, okay, cool. But if you notice, Most Wanted and Carbon, if you go back and study in that time period, those would be the last two street racing games for a while because EA was all of a sudden just trying to get away from it. Like they did uh, Need for Speed Pro Street. And then I think the other one was like Nitro or some garbage shit. And it just, it wasn't good uh, because it was just drag racing or it was like official racing. People were like, uh, we played Need for Speed so we can street race. What is all this other stuff? And they had, basically what happened was they had released a statement saying, hey, we, we kind of want to get away from street racing because we don't want to give people the idea that we're okay with street racing or give people, you know, encouragement to do street racing. So basically, enforcement and car manufacturers got to them about it, and that would be Need for Speed Most Wanted, the original Most Wanted, would be, like, one of the last good Need for Speeds before they just started, like, sucking or just not making sense anymore. So there's that. I already talked about NBA Law 2000 and its significance about putting Jordan in, yada, yada, yada. Automobilista was also really cool. It was a great uh, racer, like almost like Grand Prix racer. Uh, it was done by Capcom, and it was all cel-shaded. Beautiful game. If you hadn't played it, if you can find it and you still got your old PlayStation 2, definitely play it. I want to say it's a part of PlayStation now, and I think you can play it. I'm not sure about that. Don't quote me. But it's a fun game. I had a lot of fun with it. Very, very awesome. Loved it. Uh, this is going to send y'all back. The San Francisco Rush series. That's right. San Francisco Rush was also a great racing game. I loved it. Played in arcades a lot. I even had some Rush cards. I think I even talked about that on Facebook. Uh, very, very dope. In love with it. Great series. I've played all of them, even the futuristic one. I think it was Rush 2049. Uh, I was in love with it. Uh, good, good job to, I think at the time it was on Midway before. I think it's owned by Nintendo now because it's part of the cruising brand as well. And speaking of cruising, you thought I forgot, but I didn't. Cruising USA and Cruising World, the cruising series. Guys, cruising is great. Cruising is actually owned by Nintendo now. And uh, it's, it's even better. Um, but cruising has always been fun. In the arcades or at home, you just have so much fun with the cruising series. I highly recommend it. Um, you can still play. As a matter of fact, I think cruising, I think it's cruising world or whatever. It's it's at David Buster's right now, and it's at, a lot of times in the arcades or even in um, what's the pizza place? CC's, uh, CC's Pizza. Um, they still have some cruising machines. Go check it out. A lot of fun. Um, there's also NFL Quarterback Club. That was a lot of fun. Again, that was why I claim uh, you can't find that anymore. They don't make those anymore, but that was a lot of fun. Doing the little contests and rating your quarterback. Really cool. NBA Shootout. This was really awesome. Back before the franchise wars and locking down NBA players, there were NBA games made by everyone. 
Uh, and NBA Shootout is no different. This was Sony's answer to Nintendo being able to make their own and Sean and Dreamcast killing their own type or or Sega making their own. Like they just they were like, you know what, we can do it too. And this was done by uh, the in-house studio in Sony. Uh, and then later it would be done by 989 Studios, which is also, I think, a British company. Um, that was also in-house to Sony. A lot of fun. Uh, graphics uh, were realistic for their time. Now, if you go back and look at it now, they look horrible. But they were a lot of fun back then. And the three-point shootout or the, the dunk contest and all those, the... The special contest in the NBA shootout was great. I loved it. NFL Game Day from the same company. Uh, they, of course, made different ones. What wasn't on the list was NTA Game Breaker and all those, which is basically their college football. But it was great. It was a great football game. It rivaled with Madden a little bit. They made a few. I think they made up to like 2006, and then they stopped. Um, but it was a great football series as well. And speaking of football, NFL Blitz, baby. Woo! Now, a lot of you are probably just like, NFL Blitz, what is that? Guys, great stuff. NFL Blitz was everything you wanted in a football game. If you ever wanted a football game to be exactly like NBA Jam and have hard hits. You had, of course, celebrities show up. You had funny characters show up. Since it was done by Midway, you had Mortal Kombat characters show up. It was great. I loved it. Um, It did go on today, but the last one was like a realistic blitz that did x-rays to show you hurt your opponent. Uh, a lot of people in the NFL weren't happy about that, and they kind of scaled it back. So it that was probably the last blitz game because they felt like, well, one, Midway eventually went under, and then two, they felt like this wasn't a generation for blitz anymore, which is sad because it was a lot of fun, and the hits were awesome, but it was dope. And next one, you ready to get back into this? Ready to Rumble series. Guys, Ready to Rumble, not only was it beautiful, a tight game, and one of the dopest boxing games you're ever going to play, which is actually really good, it actually had a few celebrities who actually lent their real voices. For example, Michael Jackson was in the second Ready to Rumble. Now, the first Ready to Rumble just kind of introduced his own characters, did his own thing, and it was a lot of fun. Still, I have it on Dreamcast. It, I, I loved it. It was dope. It made me laugh, and at the same point, it was a lot of fun. But the second one was even more dope because it had, again, Michael Jackson in it, his real voice, which he was a huge fan of Raid Rumble. Go figure. Uh, and again, another Dreamcast baby because the first one was actually exclusive on Dreamcast, and then they went on to be unexclusive. Oh, was it? Uh, uh, hold on. I want to say the first one was exclusive to Dreamcast. Uh, I got to do research on that. So I want to say it was. It may not. I may be. Oh, no, no. Go back, go back, go back. Okay, I was wrong about that. It, it was on all systems to start off. So, okay, we're cool. But it was definitely heavenly. Uh, like, whew, heavily uh, promoted on Dreamcast. Uh, that's why I bought it, and it was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. I definitely loved it. Uh, quirky, funny, I love the characters on it. 
Uh, you couldn't go wrong with whoever you picked. You just have to learn how to use them. Just so tight. Loved it. Um, next one, the Top Spin series. Now, guys, Top Spin was also a great tennis game. Um, much like Mario Tennis, it made me really play tennis and enjoy it. This was a game done by Way For It, because you're not going to believe it. You're not. Like, when I tell you who did it, you're going to be like, what? Are you serious? Microsoft. That's right. Microsoft made a great top spin video game. Or made a great video game. Now, you might be asking yourself, what in the world is top spin? Well, so top spin was this cool tennis game that actually took realistic tennis players and put them in. And they actually had realistic players on the cover. Now, this was actually a part of a very terrible initiative that Microsoft did with the original Xbox. Is they wanted to they they wanted to try their hand at making their own sport games. None of them survived except for this one. I'm not making that up. Look up NFL Game Fever. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was NFL Game Fever and uh, NBA Inside Drive, which was ass. So terrible. Anyway, um, it started off with Microsoft Game Studios being the developers. Uh, and it was part of the XSN Initiative Sports brand. Um, it was later transferred over to 2K Sports. Um, and then it just kind of stayed with 2K Sports after that. Great uh, series, though. I enjoyed it. They made up to, I think, four of them. And it's kind of stopped there you never saw it again but it was a lot of fun um for a minute there it was kind of becoming the tennis the official tennis game because i mean the only other like tennis game that stood in this way was you ready for this one well you know what now i'll tell you that later but yeah top spin tennis let's go on uh Sega gt 2002 really cool i loved it it was a great racing game unfortunately a lot of people bought it <coughs> unfortunately a lot of people bought it like Leroy Ketchum, because, well, it was actually bundled with Jet Set Radio Future. Awesome fucking game. Love Jet Set Radio Future. Um, Sega GT was good as well. Go check it out. You hadn't seen it. It's cool. F-Zero series. Dope. I love the race. It might be a fantasy racer, but I loved it. I loved the Super Nintendo version. Hard as hell, but I loved it. Uh, the GameCube one was really good as well. The, in, the N64 one was oak. Well, did we get the... I don't think we got the N64 one here in the States. But the Game Boy Advance one was pretty cool. I enjoyed that one. Uh, and the GameCube one, of course, was dope. The UFC series, really good. Um, this one also changed hands a few times. Because uh, the first few, I can't remember who it was. Oh, I'm sorry. No, THQ. THQ um, had to find their footing, but they finally found something they liked. And then it went from THQ to EA, finally. And it sucked because the THQ ones did really well, but it's because THQ went out of business. They had to, like, ship it over to them. Backyard Wrestling Series. If Leroy were here, he'd tell you how awesome that was. And it was. It was the funniest shit ever. I love that game. Great wrestling game. Uh, I'm surprised it even got made. I still have the demos around here somewhere, uh, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, 
Leroy would tell you that it's probably one of the best wrestling games of its time. Just awesome. Moving on, Wii Sports. Of course, Wii Sports. I don't have to say more. You already know what it is. Everybody in the mall is playing Wii Sports if you had a Wii. It was probably one of the best sellers on the system. If you didn't have it with the system already, it was dope. Uh, definitely a reason to have the Wii. Rockstar Table Tennis was really good. Uh, this is another one that I hope we see a sequel to or hope comes back out again because Rockstar did a great job with it. It was very fun, addictive, and you just you could play it. It was just very easy to get into, get out. Um, really great because it was a break from GTA and it's a break from their other stuff. And I mean, it's just it was good. First came out on 360. I don't think they redid it again. 360 and PS3. I don't think they brought that back out on any of the other consoles, but that was also good. So, if you got a 360 or PS3, go get it, man. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, Super Dodgeball, and this is going way back. This was out on Nintendo. It's been out on multiple systems since then, but I remember playing it on regular Nintendo. A lot of fun from the guys who did River City Ransom and a few others. And I think that was Hudson Soft. Or either Data East, one of the two. Or I know uh, Hudson Soft sometimes will publish stuff that Data East. Anyway, not important. Great game. Go pick it up. It was great. Another great tennis game was Virtual Tennis. Now, this is also from Sega again. Again, Virtual Concepts can do no wrong. Back in the heyday when Sega was like, we'll do all our own sports games. It's really dope. It had Serena and Venus Williams in it. Had all the top tennis players. And it was a lot of fun, guys. I played the shit out of that. Uh, I still play it every now and then when I hook up my Dreamcast. A lot of fun. Speaking of tennis games, they weren't the only one. Namco made Tennis Smash Court, which was really good. I think that series went up to three or four as well. The cool thing about it, and of course, because it's Namco Bandai, is that Hihachi was a playable character in one of them. You can actually have Hihachi going up against... The Williams uh, sisters in the game. I'm not making that up. Go look it up. Funny stuff. Really cool. I love that. I love that series. It was also great. But those were strong contenders for Top Spin for a while. For Top Spin was like the last tennis game, basically. Uh, World Series Baseball 2K was also really good. Uh, again, from Sega and went on to 2K Games when 2K Games became its own uh, publisher. Very, very awesome. Very tight. Love that game. Love the feel of it. Especially, you know, hitting those home runs, going to the outfield, going in for a double. Just great stuff. Um, very easy to control. Very fun. One of the best baseball games aside from this next one I'm about to bring up, which is MLB The Show. MLB The Show, I remember when it came out in 2006. I remember playing that as a demo when Miss Karen came through. At GameStop, and I was like, this is going to be a hit. And sure enough, it was. MLB The Show is a, a huge success story because it went from being this niche Sony game that Sony wanted to make a good baseball game of to now Sony is agreeing to allow it to come out on all systems just for just so everybody can play it. Uh, I think that's beautiful. I think it's great. Um, good stuff. And it derives from the next game we're going to talk about, MLB, which was, I think, MLB 2000, uh, also from a Sony studio, uh, 989 Studios, once again, 
uh, creating this one. And I can't help but think they probably had a lot to do with MLB The Show as well. Great series, both of those. Um, next one up is NBA Ballers series. Guys, now if you don't you don't remember those, oh man, you missed out. But on PlayStation 2, uh, they had NBA Ballers, which was tight. And then they had NBA Ballers Phenom, which will allow you to double up bets, all kinds of crazy stuff. They also had one with the Kinect, which I won't mention because it's just terrible. Guys, that game is so bad, I'm pretty sure a lot of people just bought that game just to get a, a, a decent basketball, especially when it went down in price. That was like the cheapest way of getting a basketball because they had you had to bounce the basketball. and It was really stupid. I'm not going to get into it. Fuck that game. But the other NBA ballers were really good. Check it out. Uh, after that, we're going to get into Street Hoops. That was good. People still play Street Hoops to this day. Um, came out on the PlayStation 2, GameCube, and Xbox. It was a killer game. People still love it, respect it. It was even on the Dave Chappelle skit where he's playing the, the kid with cancer. Really, really awesome. Uh, another one is a blast from the past, guys, and you may not know what this one is, but Jet Moto on PlayStation. Very good racer. You got on jet speeder bikes, basically. Um, a lot of fun. You went through different little terrains, islands. Really great. Really great. And that brings me, speaking of uh, skier bikes or, or yeah, I guess, like, air bikes. Uh, MotoGP, guys. This is another series that's been around for forever. Uh, and the fact that it's still going makes me really proud. And really makes me feel like, hey, we still out here. Very great game. Very tough, though. You got to know what you're doing with the motorcycles. If you're a motorcycle head, you already know about MotoGP. I'm just basically talking to the masses on this one. But all the MotoGP heads will tell you it's one of the best uh, motorcycle games they've ever created. And one of the few that's actually still going. Uh, Ridge Racer series. Uh, of course, Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer almost needs no introduction. Because unless you... Well, so you're young. If, if you're really young... Ridge Racer was this cool game that came out on PlayStation a while ago. And in fact, it was such a good racer that you could take out the disc and just put in your own music CD and then boom, you can play the game and just listen to your own music. Um, great trick. Uh, we did it a few times. We loved it. Uh, but great series, though, because as time progressed, it, I guess, kind of got better. It's not around anymore because Namco got a little weird and crazy with it. Um, but I would like to see it come back again. Um, great stuff. I love the cars. A lot of unique cars out there. Um, it was somewhat fun. Sometimes it was fun. Sometimes it dragged on. Like the one on PlayStation 3 wasn't as good. Um, but I love the ones that came out on like PlayStation 2 and regular PlayStation. Good stuff. Uh, next thing, Midnight Club 3 Dub Edition. Guys, I can't tell you how much that game sells. That game still sells to this day. Like, you can't keep that in used. And I remember even getting it new. Kids wanted to come in and get the new Dub Edition. Like, you know, Special Edition. Like, it just, it was great. Kudos to Rockstar for making this racer. Because people loved it. And, of course, had the Big Timer song on it. House real big. Everything real big. It was just great. Uh, definitely check it out if you hadn't played it. 
This other racer you may not know because a lot of people don't, didn't even know this existed. But it's called Driving Emotion S. Uh, it is, it's based, off, I want to say it's based off, no, it's based off a series in Japan. That's what it was. And Square Enix, uh, at the time they were called Square Soft, they had brought it over to the States. Um, a lot of fun, great game, just very, just like anything else, very technical, not as good as Gran Turismo, but very close to it. Um, you just have to put more time and skill into it. You definitely have to trick out your parts or else your car was trash. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Speaking of that, uh, going into simulation, Tourist Trophy by Grand, by the same people did Gran Turismo. So for a minute there, when Sony did Gran Turismo 4, they kind of wanted to do motorcycles as well. And I think they did one or two in four. And they were just like, you know what would be cool? What if we just had a whole game of motorcycles? And so that's when they came out with Tourist Trophy, which wasn't bad. It was actually really cool. You just have to be a big fan of uh, motorcycles. If you're not, it's definitely going to get on your nerves. Uh, but it definitely forced you to study everything about a motorcycle from weight class to what kind of throttle to put on it, what kind of engine, wheels, all kinds of great stuff. So definitely really cool. I enjoyed that one. Oh, now this next one's also near and dear to my heart, just because it takes me back. It wasn't in the arcades. This was like, it came at a time where like, game home console was just better than arcades. And so this was like, all right, if you ever dreamed of doing stuff, here it was. But it was Colin McRae, Colin McRae's Rally. That's what it's called. Uh, it later, or today, it's called Dirt. It's just a Dirt series. Man, guys, when I tell you Colin McRae, and probably because he's, I don't think he's no longer alive. Um, but guys, when he was alive, he had everything. Colin McRae Rally, like 2000, whatever. Colin McRae Rally, Dakar. Colin McRae, it was just a lot. And I remember working at the game store and being like, yes, I did work this when it came out on PlayStation 2. Yes, I've seen every iteration of it, including when they changed the name to just Dirt. Oh, my God. It was crazy. I mean, now, like, some some places, they still say Colin McRae's Dirt series. Um, but it's, it's really great. If you like off-road and Dirt um, rally series, like, there's no other rally game better than this series. I've played it for a while, and it's always just gotten better and better each uh version love the dirt series loved his old colin mccray stuff just a lot of fun and of course uh the last two on the list i know you're like oh my god rockman like why didn't you say you play why do you say you never or you don't like sports and you, you've played all these sports games before uh, because i mean a good game is a good game i'm not gonna pass up good games i'm not and and that's what i'm all about SSX Tricky, guys. You knew it was on here. You knew I couldn't let this go without mentioning it. Now, SSX Tricky was really cool, and essentially it was two. But when they... So, again, EA, because back... There was a time when EA was a good company. Uh, in fact, EA was so smart at the time. This was done by EA Big. So EA was smart enough to just, like split their gaming factions or split their their gaming designs into factions and so ea 
was EA Sports, EA Big, and then there was another type of EA. But I think it was like EA Legacy. But EA Sports handled, of course, all the sports games. And EA Big handled all of the offshoot, like, fun, off-the-wall, enjoyable, super unrealistic games that they were going to release, like NBA Street or uh, NBA Street Volume 2, SSX, SSX Tricky, stuff like that. And so that's where SSX Tricky comes from. When they originally put out SSX, it wasn't big in the tricks, and it also just didn't get a lot of like fanfare. But then all of a sudden, they make SSX Tricky, which is essentially SSX 2, and people love it. Like, because it's just got great characters, it's fun, it looks like Sims on snowboarding. People are like, great, I'll do that. But the tricks they do is crazy. And then when you get the Tricky song, yeah, you just, it's Tricky, Tricky, and you just do all these little remix combos. It's great. I loved it. Uh, as a matter of fact, the world loved it. Uh, unfortunately, SSX3 and then SSX World Tour never saw the same success as Tricky, but Tricky went down as one of the best snowboarding games of all time, even passing Sean White's and um, someone else's like snowboarding, but whatever, nobody cares. Uh, and then the last thing I'll bring up is Thrasher from the PlayStation Dreamcast days. Now, Thrasher was cool because it was actually a good skater. It wasn't as good as Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. It had a little bit more weirder controls, but it was made by Thrasher, the comic book, or not comic book, I'm sorry, Thrasher, the magazine company that was all about skating, and they did a great job. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Again, just wasn't as good as Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but it was still fun. Um, and yeah, guys, that's... That's my list of sports games that I've played and liked. That's right. Isn't that crazy? Did you ever think that Rockman had that many sports games that he liked to play and played? How crazy is that, right? Um, I know I missed a few. So, you know, if you, if you see some games that I've missed, uh, I didn't bring up Top Gear, which... Top Gear is really cool for all my Super Nintendo heads. They already know what that is. And I was really sad to see that game's not around anymore. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of others that I didn't get to. I'm sorry. Those are the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Maybe I'll do a part two later on in life. Who knows? But I want to do this to celebrate the life of Kobe Bryant. Uh, thank you so much again. Uh, rest in peace, brother. Thank you so much to his friends and family for getting him to that point to where he was such a great person. And then my condolences to you guys. I hope everyone, all victims, not just Kobe Bryant, but I hope the families of all the victims on that crash that day are finding peace and getting through life. Okay, it's going to be hard at first, um, but you know I know you guys will pull through. We're praying for you guys here at the Nerd Plate. Um, but we, I just want to do something fun to celebrate, you know, Kobe Bryant. And what better way than to talk about the sports games I've played in my childhood. And up until now, because I've played some in my adulthood, too. But anyway, guys, uh, you know the drill. I'm going to drop it right here. Hey guys, Rockman3k3 here of the Nerd Plate, of course. The Nerd Plate. Uh, just saying, you can see us everywhere 
at the nerd plate, especially on Twitter, it's at nerd plate. Uh, but Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, the nerd plate. You guys know what it is. Also, don't forget to check out my new book, Confessions of a Serial Writer. Uh, pretty good if you like poetry, deep into stuff. It's really awesome. So, again, I'm Rockman3k3. Thanks for listening to the nerd plate. You guys are awesome. I'll see you next time. We out. Okay. So, that's it for me, guys. Uh, I love you guys, of course. Remember, life is short. Y'all go out there and live. Have fun. Play some video games. Hang out with your friends and family, man. Tell people you love them. And uh, I'll holler at you guys later. Hopefully, uh, I know you guys are probably tired of seeing me this week. But, uh, yeah, I got a special treat for you guys. So, stay tuned uh, Friday to see what that is. And uh, hopefully, we will have Leroy back in here next week. So I can stop talking so much <laughs> and uh, you guys can can see us be crazy together. Um, Leroy, I miss you. Can't wait to record with you. Anyway, guys, I'm Rockman3k3. You've been listening to the Nerd Plate. You've been awesome. I'm out. I love you guys. We'll see you later. I'm out.